Hey, y'all. Welcome back. As we head into Micah 3, we are going to just stop and briefly go back to the last two verses of chapter 2, where we have hope of the coming kingdom of Christ, because Micah 3 is the heart of Micah, and it ushers in the, the coming kingdom of Christ. So verse 12 again says, Someday, O Israel, I will gather you, and I will gather the remnant who are left I will bring you together again like sheep in a pen, like a flock in its pasture. Yes, your land will again be filled with noisy crowds. Your leader will break out and lead you out of exile and out through the gates of the enemy cities back to your own land. Your king will lead you. The Lord himself will guide you. So he he he's bringing forth this message this announcement of coming judgment and he is faithfully proclaiming the truth of God's word as God downloads his word through Micah but he also brings hope for those who receive his message and turn to God there is hope there's coming restoration and true repentance brings this hope in knowing that there is this restoration coming and if we're given consolation, but no real true hope, it's really just false hope. It's it's not a real true hope. But in Christ, we have a real true hope because his kingdom is coming. He is returning and he is going to gather us, those who choose to chase after God with all our guts, put our lives faithfully in the hands of Jesus. He will gather us. He is returning. And his, this, this promise is a reach ahead into the times when Israel and Judah are going to be united as one and their king, our Messiah, Yeshua, is going to reign and rule over the whole entire earth. And that glorious day will come and God will come for his remnant, his people, those who choose him. And the nation of Israel rebelled against God, but there is a faithful remnant who stands firm in Israel and throughout the entire world. The, The purpose of God coming to earth and and Jesus coming and dying for our sins is so that the whole world would hear and, and know the news of the good news of Christ and know that you can choose Jesus and be saved for all eternity. God wants every single one of us to be united with him in his glorious kingdom. And that day is coming in the hope of the nation. It lies in the remnant and the hope of our world lies in the remnant of Christ, those who stand firm in faith. And God does his work through the faithful remnant who stand firm. In the remnant after the exile of Babylon, there was a remnant that was returned to Jerusalem after the Babylonian captivity, but it never became this great nation that the prophets all promised. We haven't reached that yet. That will happen when Christ returns. He claims his people, all of us who are grafted in as his people in his new covenant in he will establish his eternal eternal kingdom. And Jesus is the one who breaks open the way. Through Jesus, we have the way in. We have the key. The door is unlocked for us and we can run through the glorious door to Jesus. Jesus breaks out and leads us to him. He leads us to his eternal promise, his eternal glory, and his eternity. And this second message of Micah that's coming is is. The deliverer is coming. Jesus is coming. Our Messiah is coming. And 
we 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 run away from sin, we refuse sin, we don't settle for less than God, because God is all that matters. He is almighty, he reigns, he rules, and he loves us gloriously so much we can't even comprehend the vast love that he has for each and every one of us. With that, we'll go ahead and move into Micah chapter three. Again, he starts out with listen in verse one. I said, listen, you leaders of Israel, you are supposed to know right from wrong, but you are the very ones who hate good and love evil. You skin my people alive and tear the flesh from their bones. Yes, you eat my people's flesh, strip off their skin and break their bones. You chop them up like meat for the cooking pot. Then you beg the Lord for help in times of trouble. Do you really expect him to answer after all the evil you have done? He won't even look at you. This is what the Lord says. You false prophets are leading my people astray. You promise peace for those who give you food, but you declare war on those who refuse to feed you. Now the night will close around you, cutting off your visions. Darkness will cover you, putting an end to your predictions. The sun will set for you, prophets, and your day will come to an end. Then you seers will be put to shame, and you fortune tellers will be disgraced, and you will cover your faces because there is no answer from God. But as for me, I am filled with power, with the Spirit of the Lord. I am filled with justice and strength to boldly declare Israel's sin and rebellion. Listen to me, you leaders of Israel. You hate justice and twist all that is right. You are building Jerusalem on a foundation of murder and corruption. You rulers make decisions based on bribes. You priests teach God's law only for a price. You prophets won't prophesy unless you are paid. Yet all of you claim to depend on the Lord. No harm can come to us, you say. For the Lord is here among us. Because of you, Mount Zion will be plowed like an open field. Jerusalem will be reduced to ruins and a thicket will grow on the heights where the temple now stands. So this is is, is why he, he speaks out like Jesus is coming. He is returning and judgment will come and sin will be dealt with. And this is the heart of the book as the central chapter of the book. And it focus, focuses on Israel's future. And he outlines the events that are going to usher in the promised kingdom. Knowing that God has a glorious future planned for their nation should have motivated them to turn from their sins and obey God, but they didn't even pay attention. They refused. They 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 refused to listen. And he even opened so many times with, listen, listen to the word of God, hear what God is saying. But they turn a deaf ear to the voice of God when he speaks through his word and they give false prophesies. They they only want to hear good words that tickle their ears instead of the truth. And all of creation responds to the voice of God and gladly obeys his will, except for the, the man, the humans that God made in his own image. We tend to challenge God. We tend to say, mm, I don't like it that way, Lord. When God just says, obey, follow me, trust me, I want good for you. And he, he looks at the civil, Michael opens up with looking at the civil authorities, the people who are ruling evilly and they're exploiting people and hurting people and murdering people literally and they're exploiting the poor and making the rich richer and at the city gate was where the elders would meet to settle their disputes and make those official decisions and there was no justice in the cities and there was no justice in the land and there was no justice in any of the decisions being made at the gate and instead of being faithful shepherds who protected the flock they attacked the sheep they were supposed to be protecting 
And the day was going to come when the wolves in sheep's clothing would cry out for God's mercy, but no mercy would be given because they aren't sincere. They aren't repenting. They aren't changing their ways. They aren't turning to God and turning away from sin. They want their riches and they want their pride and they want their materialism and they're hurting people to get it. And he rebukes the false prophets, those who are lying and in, in not telling the truth of God's word. And the time would come when these men who claimed to see things that they really weren't even seeing or being told by God would be made brought to the light and the darkness would be obvious in them. And everyone know, would know that they are counterfeits, they are liars, and they are not representing God. And Micah, on the other hand, he is fearlessly telling the people about sin and warning against it and that judgment was coming. And instead of telling the truth, the false prophets were just tickling the people's ears and saying what they wanted to hear and getting money for it. And Micah addressed the, the leaders of the land, the ones who were supposed to be guarding and, and guiding through God and how evil and, and unjust and distorted and evil they had become. And so they murder innocent people, accept bribes and hurt people and do all these evil things in the land that God wanted to prosper under his authority and the ignorance of of their ways and and their their falsehood and their false confidence and their defiance and rebellion against God would come to light and their their pride would be taken down and God would humble them and sin is not okay a sin is sin sin is evil sin is ugly and we all sin we all sin. So none of us can point a finger at anybody else because we all have sin. Our place is not to judge a single soul. Our place is to point to Jesus because through Jesus, we are forgiven. Through Jesus, we are cleansed. Through Jesus, we are made right. Through Jesus, we are redeemed and we are made righteous so we can stand before the Lord with no fault and no sin seen in our lives because Jesus died and he covered all of our sins past, present, and any future sins. We are cleansed. That doesn't give us permission to sin. No, we run from sin. We run from temptation. We desire nothing but God in our lives. But if we blow it, we blow it. We get back up. We keep running forward. We repent. We turn from that. We get away from it. We run through the power of the Holy Spirit in us. We say no to temptation. We say no to evil. We say no to sin because we don't want to live like that. We want to live like Jesus. We want to follow in the footsteps of Jesus. And we want to lead our lives by his example and let him lead and guide our lives. The pillar in our lives is Jesus. And we follow him with all of our guts. And if we blow it, we blow it. We get back up and we keep running. And we encourage people to run after Jesus. We encourage people to chase Jesus. Jesus is the only one who can change a human heart. We point people to Jesus. We don't We don't judge them. That is not our lane. We stay out of God's lane. God is God. And God is the one who gets that lane. God is the only one who knows the human heart. So he's the only one who is able to judge properly and he will the day is coming when jesus will return and we will all stand accountable before god but if we have received jesus as our lord and savior if we have him humbled ourselves before god and received him as lord over our lives we will be seen as righteous because jesus took our place on the cross and he gave us his place before god we will be seen as a child of god and he will say welcome home Come in, come to your kingdom because we belong there. Our names are listed as citizens of heaven and we will go home. And Jesus is returning and we will stand before God. And it is our 
our job to choose now. Well, we have a chance. Well, we are on earth. Well, we still have time. We can repent. We can turn from sin. We can trust God. We can cling to God with all our guts and just chase after him. We can seek to go higher and deeper and to swim into deeper oceans with God and see where he leads us, see where he guides us, see where he takes us and trust him with all of everything in us, all of our guts, every morsel of our bodies. We should just want nothing but God. Let God lead our lives and let God touch the people around us through our lives as we reflect his glory and his kingdom in everything we do and say, every breath we take, everything we do, it should reflect God and we should mirror God through our lives. His glory, his character, his integrity should be reflected in all we do and say in every second of our breath of our lives with every single breath we take. Because y'all, I hope you're having a most blessed, glorious day in Christ.